Good afternoon, everybody. This is David Beata, the CEO here at Beata Home Healthcare. And today is Friday, April 16th. And this is your weekly CEO broadcast during the coronavirus pandemic. As always, joined by Nora Triola. And today, uh, we have some important updates uh, that you've probably been reading about or hearing about in the news related to the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen. As you can see, we'll, we'll jump into the J&J vaccine news uh, and as always close uh, with some uh, great perspective what's happening out, out there in the field. Nora? Thank you, David. And again, a pleasure to be with you. And I'm, I'm sure that you've heard the news uh, regarding the third approved vaccine from Johnson & Johnson. And I just wanted to spend a few minutes talking about what we know because the news about vaccines is so positive um, and we have you know, over 120 million, I think it's closer to 140 million now, individuals across the country that have been vaccinated. And with the J&J &J, uh, vaccine, we, we have 6.8 million recipients of that vaccine. But this week we were notified uh, that there were six individuals um, who had had a very rare instance of a blood clot in the brain. And uh, the results of those six cases are being uh, really deeply studied to understand how this relates uh, possibly to the vaccine. And as uh, the scientists uh, and the physicians understand more, we'll learn more, but in an abundance of caution, the, the Center for Disease Control and the, the FDA did uh, release a recommendation for a temporary pause on the use of the J&J &J vaccine, uh, again, to, to allow time for us to study uh, the six cases and to understand um, how they may relate to the, the vaccine. The actual physiology of this uh, blood clot is also a little different because it's associated with a low platelet count. So those are one of the parts of the blood. And um, the normal treatment that you would use for a blood clot is not indicated in these cases. And so it's an opportunity to educate and, and encourage all the physicians to be on the lookout for this case and to treat it um, in a special way, not using a blood thinning medication called heparin. So these are the reasons that it's been paused to study and to give that guidance to our physician population, you know, and, and they also go on to tell us that if in fact, you as an individual were scheduled for your Johnson & Johnson vaccine, that there are still benefits for you potentially to receiving that. And so you should be in contact with your physician to determine if that is the plan to go ahead or you should migrate to the Moderna or the Pfizer vaccine. They're also giving guidance on um, those individuals that are um, having received the vaccine that are in this 18 to 48 uh, female population, that if it, there's a development of uh, severe headaches, abdominal pain, leg pain, shortness of breath, um, and they've added little uh, petechiae or little blood vessels and bruising, 
that um, we should contact um, the the healthcare provider uh, that you go to regularly so that your condition can be evaluated. So these are the recommendations. Again, I think it's a, a very um, safe and, and effective vaccine that had, you know, as we say, the sort of one in a million case, but we wanna study those cases and make sure that um, again, our, our um, our data is guiding us and uh, we we continue to support the use of vaccines. So. Thanks, Nora. I just wanna underscore the abundance of caution uh, that the CDC and the FDA are taking, you know, the math is, uh, it, you know, kind of pretty clear that um, if you don't get vaccinated, you have about a 125 in 1 million chance of uh, risk of getting COVID. Um, if you, uh, if you, if you had taken this vaccine, myself included, I, I had the J and J vaccine on Sunday. It's a one in a million risk. So you are 125 times more likely of, uh, of risk, uh, by not taking this vaccine as you are by taking this vaccine. Not that we don't value these, uh, six individual cases that have presented themselves, but it is really, really conservative and cautious for the FDA to be um, putting a pause on these vaccines. And so, um, you know, it's definitely, I, I, while it's uh, horrifying that this has happened to these six people, it is also, um, you know, 125 times more horrifying what's been happening um, with COVID in the community. Um, so with that as a, a bit of a wet blanket on the conversation, I'm gonna to transition to something a little bit more positive, which is um, to highlight uh, one of our physical therapists in Arizona, Jenny, who tells us that she is feeling grateful to have completed both doses of the COVID vaccine. For over 10 months, my senior patients have seen their loved ones only by FaceTime or window visits. I'm hopeful that we are one step closer to the day when everyone can hug their families and friends without hesitation again. Thanks, Jenny, for the positive words. I feel very similarly having been recently vaccinated. Uh, and uh, I'm all, I think we're all really optimistic that uh, availability will catch up with uh, desire and preference so that uh, within weeks and months, uh, this, uh, this issue will be behind us. Thanks again, and we will see you next week. Hi, I'm Mel Trice, and I wanted to tell you about Beata's podcast series, Healing on the Homefront. We've got two podcasts. The first one is Clayton's Voice, hosted by Shelby Myers. It's an amazing resource for families of children with special needs. And Shelby, as a mom of a special needs kid herself, can draw from her perspective and offer advice. The second is Healing on the Homefront, hosted by me. In my job at Beata, I'm constantly in pursuit of stories. And in home care, they're everywhere. We delve into the stories of those living and working in home health care, highlighting the relationships and experiences unique to this industry. Please check out what we have to offer by searching Healing on the Homefront on any of the platforms you use to get your podcasts.